Bernie Radio, 103.9 FM, just after 9 o'clock. Good morning. Coming up at 9.30 is Building Texas with Justin McKenzie. But thank you for making your appointment to hear this inspiring show, God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. Discover a new perspective. God and Our Dogs. GodandOurDogs.com Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is discovering a new perspective and rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow. Spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Dog stories told on the show leave us with a deeper understanding of Christ's love for us, our value to Him, God's purpose for our lives, and belonging to His family. Our own dog stories even come to mind, revealing aha moments and help us apply scripture to everyday life with our dogs and God. Go to GodInOurDogs.com and sign up for insider news so you can catch all the updates. Click follow on the God and Our Dogs pages on social media. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube. Thanks to the God and Our Dogs business partners, including Sonora Bank, 101 Mobility, Robin Saunders Luxury Group, and Wagmore Pet Resort. Thanks to our host, Tusculum Brewing Company on Bernie's Historic Main Street, a great place to enjoy family food and Tusculum craft beer. Tusculum Brewing welcomes our dogs too. Our guest today is Robin Saunders, team leader of the Saunders Luxury Group with Portfolio Real Estate with Keller Williams. Her dogs would say, Robin is always on the move but never too busy for us. Welcome, Robin. Thanks so much for joining us on God and Our Dogs. I'm so happy to be here. Well, you told me before the show that you had a neat lab when you were growing up. Tell us about Maggie. We had Maggie from about the time that I was in um, middle school, and my parents still had her until after I left home. And she was the sweetest dog. She followed my little brother and I around, and she just loved us really well. She sat with, you know, we used to, back in the day, sit on the floor and watch TV. I guess people mm-hmm. still do that, but, and she was just our constant companion. Yeah, that's so neat. So was she like a typical lab, and she loved to fetch and all that good stuff? Yeah, she'd play ball and run around the yard with us and go for walks and follow us around. We were we were always hiking around the woods and stuff, and she went with us. Yeah, that's yeah. so neat to be a kid. What do you think um, the value of having a dog is when you're a kid? Well, you learn a little bit of responsibility to take care of them and to protect them. You know, they always want to run out in the yard or or run across the street or something, so you're protecting them. Uh, You get to watch over them and feed them, and there's also the responsibility of, you know, what needs to be done with all those things, food and cleaning up their mess. Yeah, just those <laughs> typical not fun things that just happen in life every day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what is it about having Maggie and other dogs as a companion? Yeah, when 
when I was thinking about her and, and those words came to my mind about being a constant companion, it really led me to think of, you know, that God has promised me the Holy Spirit to be my constant companion. And just what a great promise that is, that he's always with me, like in Joshua 1, 9, where he says, don't be afraid, don't be discouraged, because I'll go with you wherever you go. And just like your little dog might follow you around wherever you go, but God promises that he will be with us wherever we go. Mm-hmm. And Joshua is one of those really early books in the Bible. So I think that's a pretty important promise, don't yeah. you? Yeah, setting it yeah. Yeah, from the beginning. Yeah. yeah, isn't it neat to have our dogs remind us of things like that? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you enjoyed having a dog so much as a young person. You wanted to, your family to have dogs. So. Yes. How did Libby come into your family? Right. Well, so my husband David and I uh, had a friend, and we our boys were little. We had two sons, and they were young, elementary, early elementary school. So we were ready to have our first family dog. And our a friend of ours' son had decided it would be a good idea to get a lab puppy to take to college. Oh, good idea. Yes. <laughs> well, in very short order, he decided that was a bad idea. And our friend already had dogs, and she was so she was looking for someone to rehome this lab with. And they had already named her Libby, so she already knew her name. And uh, we liked that name, so we kept it. And she was a, a, a like the rent of the litter, so she wasn't a huge lab. Um, and um, she we just loved her. She was chocolate lab, and we kept her name Libby, and she lived to be 17 years old. She yeah, was with us for a long life. time. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty long for a lab. We yeah. had labs, but unfortunately, none of them lived till 17. Yes. So that's awesome. So yeah. how did she interact and become a part of your family with two little boys? Right. Well, you know, the boys were all over, and, you know, labs are great. They let kids just you know, crawl all over them, and, you know, of course, we had a big backyard, and they played ball and and Libby chased them all around the yard and had fun running in the sprinkler and everything else that the boys were doing. She watched over them. She barked if somebody came to the door. So, you know, it's sort of this little sense of security, too, that the dog's going to bark if anybody comes near the house. And um, so, yeah, we had a great time with her. She used to run with, I used to run, and she used to run with us and go for walks with us. Yeah. That was fun. Now, we had a black lab bell, and um, she had quite a nose, and (laughs) she was always interested in maybe if we accidentally left a little food within reach. Did Libby have that issue? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) She was definitely ornery. Like, if you had the food next to the edge of the counter, she was going to help herself. And, uh, you know, she was tall enough to jump up there and be able to get it. But or if you left something, you know, on the coffee table or whatever, which the kids often did, you you realize when you don't have a dog anymore that they sure cleaned up a lot. Like you, <laughs> there, There's a lot of crumbs yeah. on the floor. Well, we don't have two little kids anymore. So maybe yeah, that's you don't need as much cleanup. Clean up on aisle six. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. She was oh, a little ornery sometimes. Yeah. Well, I that gives them their personality yeah, and makes them love them even more, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, did she ever go roaming? Oh, my goodness. She loved to, uh, every now and then, like, she was really good about staying home. But then every now and then the boys would go out in the front yard. She'd follow them out there. And then the next thing we know, she's 
taken off down the street. Well, I'd call her and call her, please, Libby, please come. You know, here's, here's a, come on, I got a treat for you. Mama's got a treat. And she'd turn around and look at me and then turn around and run off. <laughs> <laughs> that treat isn't treaty enough. It wasn't <laughs> enough. Yeah. And we'd be so worried that she was going to get run over or somebody would steal her or she would get hurt. Uh, and we'd, go drive in the car and try to find her. Sometimes we couldn't find her. One time we had somebody bring her home that just found her on the road and saw her, you know, tag, and she had the, her address on there. And sometimes she just showed up back on the porch, so I kind of feel like she, I'm, I'm glad she didn't get lost and she found her way back home. Of course, we were just happy she was back, you know, yeah, and yeah. she was safe, so. Yeah, what a picture that is. What can we learn about ourselves from that story with Libby? Well, I can honestly say that um, there's been many times I thought I wanted to go off on my own adventure mm -hmm. and thought that was a good idea. And I'm thankful that God protected me and watched over me while I did that. Because um, although there were consequences, obviously, when you make bad choices, but he always welcomed me back. And um so later in my life, when I started studying God's word and you read about the prodigal son, I'm like, wow, I was prodigal. I mean, and, and God welcomed me back. Yeah. Yeah. So how does it feel when we come back in, into God's, we show up on his front porch, let's right. say, just like right. Libby did. Yeah. So how do we feel about that? Well, I think part of it feels like you came home. Like it's where you belong and um, you have a greater understanding of what it means to be redeemed. What does that word mean to you? Redeemed? Mm -hmm. Well, it's a mixture of forgiven, cleansed, cared for. You know, someone did something else for you. You know, I'm not articulating it very well, but. No, yeah. I think, I think you, know, you Jesus are. Jesus yeah. did everything for us. Mm -hmm. He took it all. That all relates back to value, doesn't it? Yes. That yes. he, he values us enough to do that. We're not valuable on our own, but he, he still values us. Yes. Even though we're the prodigals. Right. Yeah. Right. Even though we don't deserve it. Yeah. And then we can see it with our dogs. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. we can't see things as clearly with our own selves. We had a, our black lab bell used to go run around. I think, you know, it's the same kind of thing. Oh, gosh, she's going to get out. We lived out in the country. Somebody's yeah. going to shoot her really? because they chase livestock. And sure. They're fair game if, you know, they're messing with somebody's flock, so right. to speak. So, yeah, yeah um, that feeling of what God must feel. They say mm -hmm. there's celebrations in heaven, and I, mm -hmm. I think there probably are. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so cool to think about it that way. So is Libby still around? No, she passed away several years ago. Yeah. Well, she was a wonderful addition to your she family was. in so many different ways, I yeah. bet, too. Yes, she yeah. was, for sure. Everybody has a lot of great memories. I host a Bible study at my house on Tuesdays, and all the girls would come to my house, and um, all the dogs would be there. So they, everybody loved Libby. And Libby had a big dogs. family. She did. Yeah. Isn't that cool how our dogs can minister to other people? Mm -hmm. That's a whole nother show probably. <laughs> but anyway, that's really cool. Well, Robin, before we learn more about your dogs, I'd like to tell you and our listeners about our website and some of our sponsors. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Please thank them when you see them. 
Branscombe Law, the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning, Kendall County Abstract, and Tusculum Brewing. Because of them, we have a wonderful website, GodInOurDogs.com, including my blog and the sign-up for a weekly Thought to Ponder, with stories based on my dog on the Want a Treat page. You can also listen to those Thoughts to Ponder Thursday mornings at 7.45 and 8.45 on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM or the Bernie Radio app. Check out the show webpage for our newsletter, updates, and resources. That's GodInOurDogs.com for lots of treats. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. This is Mike Bellamy, and you're listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. We are back on God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Joining us today is Robin Saunders team leader of the Saunders Luxury Group with Portfolio Real Estate of Keller Williams. Before the break, Robin told us about Maggie's companionship and Libby's tendency to run off. (laughs) Robin, we're so glad to have you. Thank you. Well, you said our dogs um, right before we we had our little break there. Um, Tell us about your other dog, Chuck. Chuck. Well, that's a funny story. Chuck, we had had lunch after church on a Sunday at Rudy's, and David was going to take the boys to Lock and Terra Mall to get me a Christmas gift. And I, w- I went home. Well, they made it across the street where they were selling puppies. Of course they did. <laughs> what a great gift for mom. For mom, <laughs> yes. Well, they had a playpen of boy dogs and girl dogs, and we already had Libby a girl dog, and so the boys wanted a boy dog. So they picked out Chuck from the boy pen, this little brown fur ball, and darling. And David calls me in short order, like they've been gone. You know, I just got home, and the phone rings. The boys want to get you a puppy. And he texts me a picture, and I'm like, oh, of course, yes, please. (laughs) So we brought him home, this cute little fur ball, And we, as a family, had been watching this little show on TV called Chuck. And it was a kind of spy spoof kind of thing. It was very cute. So anyway, the boys were talking about names. And the boys are, we want to name him Chuck. And I'm like, okay, great. So we have a dog named Chuck, right? Awesome. So one day, I'm sitting in my living room, and a friend of mine is over and she has a sh- shih tzu also. And I'm scratching Chuck's belly saying, you're such a good boy. And, you know, just loving on him. And my friend looks over my shoulder and she starts dying hysterically. And she goes, honey, that is not a boy dog. That is a girl dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. They said they said it was a boy dog. <laughs> As if I'm going to try to argue that, right? But anyway, so... We just all got a big laugh out of it, and I don't know what that says about our intelligence. But anyway, well, there we, lots uh, of fur. I mean, obviously, fur. the breeder had it in the wrong. <laughs> and she was so little. <laughs> so anyway, we when the boys got home from school, I had to break it to them that Chuck was in fact a girl and not a boy, and they were like, "Well, we don't care. Her her name uh, if if she's a girl, her name is Chuck. Like we already named her Chuck. She already knows her name." So we're keeping the name Chuck, and we were like, fine with us. That's, oh that's great. Oh, my goodness. 
<laughs> you know, I find it interesting, Robin, in your story about Libby and your story about Chuck. You know, Libby came to you with a name and you kept Libby's name the same. Yes. And Chuck obviously was a girl, but you still kept the name the same. So, Robin, why do you think names are important? Well, so our, our name identifies who we are. Sometimes it's a family name. You know, there's a lot of reasons people like name their children, family names, stuff like that. But it identifies who we are, and we know our name. Like, we learn our name when we're young, and our, our pets learn our name. Mm-hmm. Their name. They know what their name is, and you call them, and you say their name, and they know that you're talking to them. Yeah. Then there's all kinds of examples in the Bible, too, about the importance of names. Do any of those stories come to mind? Yes. So several years ago, when before Chuck, um, I was doing a Bible study on John. And the year before, I had done, uh, you know, a study on in the Old Testament, which a lot of times was kind of hard to understand. But I, I realize now in retrospect that it was all part of God's plan to to get me to where I was when I was studying John. And uh, I get to verse uh, chapter 10 in John, and, and Jesus is talking about what it means to be a good shepherd and that they, they care for their flock and that, um, you know, he is the gate and the, the shepherd goes after the ones that run off and, and doesn't want them to get lost and cares for them and protects them and all those things. And then he talks about the fact that he is the shepherd and that he cares for his flock. And um, all, all of this sort of just became this epiphany for me of dominoes that, that, that he was the lamb of God. And, you know, all these things started just coming together in my mind. And then at the end of John, in the ch- book of John, like chapter 20, Mary's standing outside the tomb and she's crying. She doesn't know where Jesus is. And this man's standing there and she doesn't recognize him until he says her name. Yeah. And, you know, all that in chapter 10 where Jesus is saying, my sheep know my voice and I know their name and I'm, they recognize my voice. Mary recognized Jesus' voice. Yeah, that's pretty incredible, isn't it? And he knew her name, and she didn't recognize who he was until he said her name. And so all of a sudden, it became intensely personal to me that I, that Jesus knows my name, and that I I didn't audibly hear him say my name when I'm reading that verse in my room, but I felt like I, you know, I like emotionally felt like Jesus said my name in that, and that I would someday hear him yeah. in heaven say my name. You know, you bring up a really interesting point when you said you didn't audibly hear his name, but you felt like he called your name. How can we listen for God more uh, during quiet times or maybe even noisy times? Yeah, you know, that's always a goal, right? Trying to be in a prayer, to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Um, and I think when we are studying God's word, we are, you know, close to him. And that is uh, one way that, you know, we can hear the Holy Spirit. Right. After yeah. all, it, he calls it his word. It Scripture is his word. Is his word so yes. That's him speaking. Yes. That's neat. Well, Robin, we've talked a lot today about Libby, who lived 17 years. Do you still have Chuck? 
So Chuck lived for 14 years, which I think is a long That's time a for long a small time. dog. Yeah. Yeah. And it was hard. It was really just like a few months ago. So I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. It's so hard. It's so weird when your house is, you come home and you're expecting your dog to greet you at the door. And, you know, even two or three months later, I still open the door and think, oh, it's not here, you know. Yeah, they have such a presence in yeah. our life and they're part of the family. Yeah. yeah. The house feels kind of empty. Yeah. Yeah. So we're looking forward to finding a new dog. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I wish you um, Godspeed on that because trying to even figure out how to approach that sometimes is a challenge. Yeah, yeah, we're kind of praying about it. The other two dogs we had sort of just came to us, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But they used to lay on the floor in my office, and so I look forward to finding another dog to hang out with me. Yes, that would be so awesome. Yeah. You know, you had another really cool observation about life, just regular life with dogs about mindset. Yeah. And that kind of even relates into what we've been talking about. Yeah. Tell us what you think about mindset as relates to dogs. Yes. So, you know, it's kind of a a big word, right? We use it all over the place now. Mindset, managing your mindset, all that. And I was thinking, you know, dogs, they just don't have to worry about their mindset. They don't sit around and worry. They don't worry that, you know, uh, whether people like them or how much money they're going to make or what business they're going to do or, you know, they're just content with their life. They're happy to be part of your family and to to be loved by you and, um, you know, maybe get a bite of steak every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck was known for that? Chuck was known for that. She knew it was steak night, that's for sure. Yeah, that's fun. So what goes into mindset? What can disrupt our mindset, do you think? I think it's worry and fear. Yeah. And, you know, you told me one of your favorite scriptures overall was Psalm 121. Yes. And I just love how that psalm starts out because it says, where does my help come from? Don't we all wonder that? Yes. So where does our help come from? Well, I think that's where we have to remind ourselves. I mean, this is one of my favorite psalms in the bible because it it's kind of my go-to you know when your mind is racing at 3 a.m because and you can't go back to sleep then and you're worried it's usually because you're worried or you're fearful about something or for me it's that and i just i had done a bible study years ago that encouraged us to memorize this whole psalm which it's not that long but Mm -hmm. I've never forgotten it, and so it's kind of my go-to. But reminding ourselves that God is the maker of heaven and earth. Like, he can handle whatever I have going on. Mm -hmm. And I have to remember that if I look to him, then he is the one who is going to be my helper. Yeah, and isn't that beautifully pictured through our dogs? Mm -hmm. Because they can't handle their own problems, really, you know, Maybe there's some situations they can, but you're the one that's providing the food, providing them a place to sleep, providing them protection, mm-hmm. you know, all of those things that God wants us to remember that he will do for us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's so cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, how fast time goes when we're talking about our two favorite subjects, God and dogs. <laughs> so um, I want everybody to learn a little bit more about what the Saunders Luxury Group does. 
Right. Well, so we help people buy and sell homes or invest in homes. And I have a great team of about six people. My husband's retired now. He was in commercial real estate, still does a little bit of commercial real estate, but he is on my team. And then our youngest son, Jake, graduated from A&M in 2020. (laughs) And uh, he is on our team as well. And um, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, We've got, you know, some great tools and resources and and really want to do a great job for our clients and offer them great service. And Well, and it always seems like the personal touch is the best kind of touch. Absolutely. So what do the dogs think of you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can promise you that there's been more than one time, you know, you're showing up at someone's house and... So you're meeting their family and you're meeting their dogs. So um, more than once, I can promise you that I got that listing appointment because I was dog approved. Oh, that's great. So how can find uh, how can people find you? So my website is www.saundersluxurygroup.com. That's easy. Yes, and I we that same name is all over social media: Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. We're all awesome. Over. Well, Robin Saunders with Saunders Luxury Group, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Great. Before we bring the show to a close, I'd like to leave with a thought to ponder. Yes, that's P-A-W-N-D-E-R. Today we heard about a dog who knew her master's voice but continued to go her own way. I ponder, how often do we go our own way? Would we be better off returning to God's protection? If so, how can we return to God who is calling our name? Let me know what you think after pondering. Email stories at godandourdogs.com. Thanks to the God and Our Dogs business partners, including River Road Pharmacy, PPO Health Insurance, Cibolo Creek Vet Hospital, and Roberts High Tech Home Inspection. This is Meg Greer, and you've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and social media pages. Sign up for insider news on GodInOurDogs.com. Subscribing and following help the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs.com. Now let's head over to the Patrick Keith Public Library with Miss Constance for children's story time. As the Patrick Heath Library is open today from 10 to 4, this is Bernie Radio.